What's up? Emily. Danny. This podcast started before recording. The origin was you got some yes. aggressive text messages from a pastor of yours. And then you did. And then I did. From the same pastor. <laughs> then I did. And and I will say this, I don't want to get too far into it, but like I remember I responded very differently to them. Like the the one months ago, a year ago. Yeah. Like brought me to tears. This one was like didn't even like not skin off my back, right? Mm. And so I think there's some like level of growth and maturity there. But I wanted to process some of this. Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to read all of them, but I wanted to read you one little quote from Okay. Uh, I got this really, this is, and I'll show, I'm going to cover his face, but I got a really long message and I got this, right? Yeah. So, my friend. What did my, I start? Uh, we'll call him Pastor D from Facebook. Are you friends? Uh, on Facebook. Well, he blocked me actually now. So he follows me, but he blocked me. So mm. he just said, turn to Christ, Danny. <laughs> Sorry. I responded. I deeply follow Christ, Dan. He said, Danny, you are deceived. <laughs> and that this was an hour into the conversation. And I was like, I feel like maybe we're talking different languages here. Yeah. Um, but I say all that not to, to shame this guy. Uh, right. But <laughs> I do think like there is this. I texted you. you I don't know if the next day or the same. Well, I, but I texted you sometime after. Yeah. And I was like, I get your pain. Mm. like i had not fully understood even though i got messages from this other pastor of yours yeah this was this guy his mission was he was trying to convert me he posted a post on yeah. his facebook and it was like what are your biggest fears and i posted i was like uh like someone trying to kill me for what i believe that's what i said oh okay. uh and because i've like i've gotten we've gotten death threats to the church i've gotten like people like we had a guy who got banned from tiktok that was making like tiktoks about like trying to like kill us right awesome um but he used that as a as a mechanism to be like well if you have enough faith in jesus you shouldn't be afraid of any sort of death because your salvation is solidified in christ and i was like i'm like you're making a false dichotomy like, absolutely i can be scared of getting stabbed or other people dying because of me and also feel very comfortable and confident in where i'll spend eternity yeah and he, he couldn't reconcile that so but what i wanted to like chat about a little bit is like just this idea, and it's maybe not fully formed, but of the the overconfidence and I would say pride or arrogance mm -hmm. of people. Like, because I think something our audience might be interested in is like, how do I engage in a conversation where I still love Jesus? Um, or maybe like I'm deconstructing my thoughts on Jesus, but I haven't left my faith. Yeah. But how do I engage in that with someone that so deeply disagrees with me and also uses that disagreement to tell me I'm an awful person that's going to go to hell. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, well, automatically, even in their mind, you're starting off like not on the same like power level or like yeah. knowledge level. Yeah, he air quoted me as a pastor like every you... time. And like that kind of stuff drives me bananas. That like that would have hurt my feelings. Yeah. Well, I mean, it hurts my feelings, but like to me, it's like, don't think I'm a pastor. That's fine. But like I said to him at one point, I was like, I respect you. And if right. you want to have a conversation, then you need to respect me. Conversations are listening. It's like mm -hmm. what I, and I said this to him, but I was like, I, I I can tell you have a line of thinking that you're working down. Yeah. Like, so everything is systematic in nature and it's building on itself. Like it's this leads to this leads to this. Danny said this, 
I, I I almost felt like his answers took long enough where I was like, he's looking in the manual to see what to say. Right, next, right. right. And I, I was just responding. I was like, hey, man, I want to have debate with you. I want to have conversation with you because I think we both love God. Mm. And we both love Jesus. But we're both coming from different perspectives. Yeah. And he just had no interest in being a part of that. Because, yeah, because, like, to him, you guys aren't – I feel like to you, you're entering into that and saying – and I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're entering into that, like, okay, we are brothers in Christ. Like, we yeah. have that in common. I, I think he fully thinks that you are not saved. Yeah, he. I would say yes, because I said I was like, I'm praying for your ministry, and though I disagree with you, I hope that you bring lots of people to Jesus, right? Like, I love that. Because I do believe that people that are conservative, progressive, and disagree with me or whatever, I think, I think you can find your way to Jesus through many different mechanisms yeah. of the Christian faith and likely beyond it, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like his, his agreement with my belief doesn't predicate my respect for him and the the good that he's doing. Now, I'll say he's perpetuating a lot of hate. I got for messages sure. from people from his congregation being like, man, that was shitty what he did to you that I've never met before. Mm. And so that's hard. Um, I remember when I was on a high school basketball team, one of my – I was a sophomore and I was starting and there was this guy, who was a junior, senior, and he did not like me because I took his spot. And I was like, we don't have to like each other. Right. But we are on the same team. Yes. And it's like, let's play the game together. Uh-huh. And so we made it – like, we didn't talk a lot outside – like. We communicated, we played hard together, but we would never talk outside of basketball because mm-hmm. he just did not like my presence in his face. Yeah. But it's like, let's learn how to be the best teammates together, you know? And like, like literally in the Bible, Paul models that. I think it's in 1 Corinthians, but I might be wrong. It might be second. Okay. Um, but he says like, he says some people are preaching the gospel be- for their own personal gain and like not out of the goodness of their heart. And he says, so be it as long as the gospel is preached. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I actually don't care why they're doing it, and I don't like care if it's not perfect. Like, that's just awesome. Like, you're keeping it going. Yeah. But for him, I think how he saw it is like him fighting for like the purity of the gospel or something. And he would say, You're like tainting it with your inclusivity. Yeah. I think he thought what he did was like this holy mission to talk no, to No, he you. did. That was yeah. And I think that sucks. So say someone's watching or listening, okay. however they're consuming the deconstruction zone this week, it's like they're probably, and likely, whether it's a, a parent or a sibling or a pastor, mm-hmm. having this conversation with someone. Like, maybe yeah. not everyone, but yeah. someone listening or watching is. And we had different experience, so I could share mine as well. But, like, what would, like, how did you get through that? Also, what made it really hard? Like, what kicked you in the stomach? Mm-hmm. Um, and what would maybe your encouragement be to someone in that process? Because I think that's, I want to be able to model for people in deconstruction, like, really yeah. practical we've talked about this before like theological or practical what's the practical yeah. thing like you're having mm-hmm. that person like really just like shame you and you're like i think we're on the same team right how do you have that conversation from your experience because that's what you were trying to do i mean i like cried pretty hard in a coffee shop in front of you yeah yeah like it was very very difficult because this mm-hmm. was like someone who pastored me all throughout college like was very close to me it wasn't like – it's not something I took lightly or it was just like a guy that I met like one time, like yeah. a very close pastor to me. His words carried weight. A lot of weight. And and it like I, – I told him. I was like, it makes me feel like you don't trust me or you don't value or respect me. And then I'm going to like lose my faith. Like yeah. I was like, just have a little yeah. trust in what you 
Like you, you did. did this work in me and now you're seeing me like throwing it away. Like that hurt. Yeah. First I'm going to talk about why it hurt and then I'll get practical. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> and it also just felt so much of like, and we've said this so many times, but it's so real every time. I, I'm, I might've said this on the pod before, classic. Um, but I remember my, my boyfriend was asking me, he was like, why do you get so upset when people say like, you're going to hell? Like he was like, you don't believe in like a literal hell. And I was like, because what they're saying is you don't belong and yeah. we don't like, like that hurts. Yeah. And that, and so for him to say like, you have completely like rejected who Jesus really is, like all this, like that, or it's a slap in the face to Jesus, which is that yeah. killed me. Like that is so shitty to say. Yeah. Like don't talk for Jesus like that. It's yeah. a slap in the face to you, you think, because yeah. I'm not a Presbyterian, but like, don't honestly, like, don't bring Jesus into it yeah. and make him the arbiter of your hurtful words. Yeah. But I also think that that's what's funny is they think they are bringing Jesus into it. Yeah, the ring is a book into it of rules yep. that is like almost nothing they say quotes Jesus's words or actions or thoughts. It's like they're throwing things at you around things Jesus said more times than not. And that was where I was at with yeah. this guy. I was, I was like, hey, like, because my biggest beef was respect. I'm right. like, just respect me. Uh -huh. Like, I put in the same work you did. I've been doing this for nearly two decades. And none of that buys me a trophy or anything. Right. But it's like, I just want to be respected in the same way I'm being like, I don't agree with you theologically. And I think there's a lot of things you do that are harmful, gaslighting, like, mm -hmm. like exclusivity. I think a lot of those things aren't right. But I still think people could actually find Jesus and salvation through that. Yeah. And the idea that you think that it can only happen through you is the greatest level of like pride and hubris it ever. Seen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like, just say like, I, my main, like his main beef, the pastor, his main beef with me is that I was preaching like as a woman, yeah, which is wild, but that's the biggest beef, right? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, um, but like, because he saw on Facebook and he was like, well, that's a big step. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. And he was like, yeah. let's have a phone call. And I was like, I don't think that would be yeah. a good idea. Do you remember this? Is, do you remember that we were on like a group text the day you were preaching for the first time? Yeah. And I was, I think I responded. I was like, you hey. messaged him privately. Yeah. I was like, then you hey, bro, like bad look, like disagree or agree. Just like supporter. Like this is like manipulative and right. trying to like cloud your brain before you're ready to do like one of the biggest things up to that point you were doing. Yeah. Which proves to this point, like, and proves is maybe too strong a word, but shows like the lack of awareness of God's ability to be sovereign, which he would love in all spaces, right? And God to right. be able to speak in all spaces. Like his biggest agenda was to let you know how wrong you were, not to let God move. And he would have said all the time, like, that's such a secondary issue. Like, yes, I don't agree, but like, whatever. But like for me to do it, someone that was in his flock, I don't, we don't need to get into that, but it was very, mm -hmm. it was very hurtful and very painful um, and then like, so then the next day, so then on Monday he messaged me again cause I didn't respond to whatever his last message was. And he was like, he was like, um, maybe your lack of response means you don't want to talk to me, but I think you're a better friend than that. And I was like, whatever. And he was like, he was like, but this has ruined my week. Just thinking about the fact that you are like going to a Methodist church and, like, and that you've and preached. Speaking. I know. Did you even have a hat on? Did you have long pants uh, like, on? I I and I was like, it ruined your week. Like he was yeah. like, like, 
that's what did it for you. Yeah. And he's like, and no, he was like, I know this is hard to hear, but know that these are faithful wounds from a friend. And I was like, I, I also didn't respond. And then I got a 15 minute voice memo, like in the next week of like scripture of why I always doing it was wrong. And like, and he was like, is this really the Jesus? That, does this really sound like the Jesus of the Bible to you? Like, where's your fear of the Lord? Just like all this. And I think I briefly responded to that one maybe. And I just said like, I know that you're doing this because you care for me, but like this isn't helpful and like I'm I'm not going to enter into this conversation. Yeah. So that's a practical thing. Like I set very clear boundaries and like yeah. And like he we had like a reunion for the college ministry and like I like he's 100% the reason that I didn't go because I didn't that was in November and I was like I don't want to see him like I and I know he like he was like guys why do you think Emily's not here and like and I was like just sh-. like my friends told me that he said that. But I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to put myself, I'm not yeah. going to drive two hours to put myself in a situation where you're going to corner me yeah. and just say that you're so disappointed in me. Yeah. So, like, set the boundary, I guess, would be a very practical thing. But also, I don't even know if you remember this, but one thing that was so huge is, like, I was really, I was really, I almost didn't text you that he was texting me all this because he was bringing you into it right away. And I was like, I don't want to hurt Danny's feelings. Like, but I was also like, what the hell? And yeah. so I been, I was like, I'm having a wild talk. And you were like, can you send screenshots? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then, and that's kind of how it started. But I remember being so thankful that I told you about it and like other friends, because and you said this, you were like, Emily, in the grand scheme of things, this guy is not living life with you. And he doesn't know the ins and outs of like where you're at. And he's like, and you said like, me and you know like people around you we do see that and we think you're living very faithfully and so yeah. like and that was just so grounding to me to be like the people that actually see my day-to-day life yeah not just post on Facebook feel whatever, good right? yeah. like about where i'm at and because it's all i feel like it's online like it's oftentimes online it's oftentimes people that don't know you that well or did know you and don't anymore is just to be grounded in like I would say if that if that really hits you and it's okay if it hits you I think it's very painful and feels like a lot of rejection yeah. is like bring it up with people who do know you and like let them just affirm you because I think that was the biggest thing to me. Yeah. No, I think that's like I think a lot of what you said was really true as far as like practical stuff of like yeah. boundaries has got to be key, yeah. right? It's like you can't have any sort of relationship whether it's romantic or like religious or friendships without like real boundaries Mm -hmm. right like there has to be boundaries um but then yeah i think like sharing the burden with other people helps you not feel crazy um yeah helps you feel heard and seen but also it's like say you're with all your ruf people yeah and oh we're saying that um yeah no it's fine (laughs) uh well, I wonder, I was going to say, I wonder if you would have went there if it would have turned into a uh, um, intervention and not a reunion. But I, I, I think... Like, I think it's ridiculous that he like asked about me, but whatever. I think if you're around those people, there's more opportunity, even though they love you, for them to turn into their own echo chamber. And I think hearing from them is important. So I think that's the thing, is like diversity of the people speaking into your life uh-huh. will only add clarity. And mm. What I appreciated about you in that situation is you still had people from there... That's true. And people from here and people from different spots speaking in. Yeah. Um, and I think diversity of voice is important. Like one thing that will always be the negativity of growth, add to the negativity of growth. Yeah. Like, so say you're in a reformed group and mm-hmm. that's all your people, that's your echo chamber. Absolutely. Say you're only in fully deconstructed people that are agnostic, atheists, whatever, 
that's your echo chamber, 100%. right? And so I think diversity of voice is only going to add to your mm. level of ability to push yourself and grow. Yeah. Which is why, like, I mean, between us two and Dustin, with the three of us, like, that's what I like about us is we all have different upbringings yeah. and stories, but it speaks different truth, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the different space you occupy, hopefully you're finding that. And for anyone listening, it's, like, finding the ability to create more diversity. Because if you're just hearing – I went to a conservative seminary because I didn't want to be – around mm. a bunch of progressive people yeah because i think progressive people can exhaust me and be mm-hmm. nauseating uh as one myself yeah but i wanted to be like i want to be challenged every day i don't want to be mm. like hugged every day i don't yeah. want to just be told i'm right and i think and then on the other side i don't just want to be told i'm an idiot and i'm wrong mm-hmm. and i'm going to hell and so like i was like where can i find a mix that hits that well well and also i appreciate so, that you said about the diversity of like people because i did I talked to other people in RUF like about what was going on and for them to be like that is out of line and that was not okay and we don't agree with him sure. helped me not like group him with every because sometimes the like it's almost like the squeaky wheel gets the grease right it's like whoever's loud you just think like well that speaks for the whole denomination or the whole group or sure. like everyone in my past and that's not true and so it was helpful to like hear from people who would more agree with him theologically and maybe, I mean, yeah. a, I mean, one of my friends does not think women should preach and she came to my first sermon. And then that was so beautiful because yeah. she was like, she knew that I wanted to be supported and that it was like a really big deal yeah. for me. And more than you wanted to be like, you really needed as a human to be like, that's a yeah. sign of a good friend. Like you didn't just want that. I was like, hey, a human mm-hmm. and not a sinfully human, like a human need to like have support. Right. And there, and there was a lot surrounding like feeling like I wasn't super supported in that. And so like it was really big and yeah. cool. But I, so like for you, what did, what do you think has changed that like changed? So that the pastor, the first pastor ended up coming to to you and just like freaking, yeah, yeah, saying a lot of mean things. And that really did hit you. And this guy has also said some mean things, but you said your reaction is different. Like how you said you feel like you've grown, but like what has grown or what tools have you found? It's a good question. So part of it is like uh, when I started the well, I was, it was the first time leading a thing by myself. Mm. And so there was a lot of insecurity probably in yeah. myself. So that probably some of it, like, I think our relationship was getting closer into depth of it. Like we were not just like brand new friends, but like we were, yeah. and I don't think we'd done the podcast yet, but like we were, there was a lot yeah. more like sharpening of each other and that like, uh-huh. like deeper conversations. And I think there was like a, a lack of confidence in myself probably. Mm. It was really mm. where I was at. Um, and now, and I, so now I'm much more confident. I will say that. Yeah. Like I'm very confident in my beliefs. Um, I'm also more confident in being curious and saying I could be wrong. I needed yeah. to be right then. Mm. And I'm less interested in being right. Okay. Um, and also I'm seeing the fruit of what God has done through the well and through this podcast. Yeah. And like, so there's like lots of things like, I think I'm going down the right track. Mm. Um, but I will say I wrestle with all the time. Like uh, I carry very heavily on my heart am I leading people the wrong way yeah I get told that all the time on TikTok like you're leading people like you're going to hell Danny yeah. but just so you know everyone you're leading's going with you so I carry that kind of I think about that all the time yeah and I, it weighs heavy on my heart like is what I'm doing antithetical to the gospel as, as Pastor D would have said several times mm. um and what and every time he said that to me my response and uh, the other pastor, if he would have said this, I don't know how I responded, but I responded here is like, well, the gospel, like, what is the gospel to you? Right. 
is the gospel that I suck? Is the gospel that like I'm the the cancerous ball of sin? No, the gospel is that even while I was separated from God, mm. God loved me. Absolutely. Even while I wasn't complete, God loved me. Like even while I wasn't X, Y, or Z thing, God loved me. And whether I know like you wrestle with like Jesus dying on the cross, but even while like I was not reconciled to God, God would do everything in God's place yeah. to reconcile me back to uh-huh. God, even sending his son to die on the cross, right? Which I know on this podcast about like we wrestle no, yeah. with is that a beautiful act or a hard act? Like I I see it as very beautiful. Yeah. Right? But I'm following you right now. Yeah. Like, we don't need to get yeah. into that. Yeah. And so, but but I'm just saying, like, I like I think where I'm at is like I just see a very different gospel than he sees. Yeah. And I'm more confident what the truth of the gospel is versus what like the head knowledge of the gospel is. Right. Which for him, the head knowledge, like him, the gospel was to tell you how bad you are so you could turn to how good you are. Mm. And I that's and one of the things I said to him I was like, like you're trying like I don't think you've converted anyone. I think you've scared people yeah. on your team. And like that's not good news. I remember he said he said about you he was like anyone who is that inclusive has long since abandoned the authority of Jesus. And I'm like that like but is that what we see in Jesus' life? Is mm. this like wildly like the mean girls? Like yeah. is that him? You know what I'm saying? But like I'm also I like and that's a funny statement. I do remember that now. It's like cuz I think Christ is ultimately the supremacy of authority uh-huh. but like i'm not afraid of the authority figure like that's a different like right like that's i can think christ has all authority in my life but i'm also not nervous he's gonna whip me if i step out of line mm-hmm. and i think that's where and i do think like the fear of the lord and in, in the comments in that and like that we pull out of scripture are primarily taken out of context and used to like yeah. create more fear-mongering like it's created uh-huh. that and I don't know that that's intentionally what it meant. Like, I think we, I think it's okay to have awe of the Lord. Yeah, I think we read fear and what this text might mean as reverence. Like, absolutely. And um, so yeah, like, like, and that's just funny to me. Like, not being afraid of God, meaning I don't think God has authority. Like, those yeah. things don't seem to be connected. Yeah, it, it's just like, but it is a really hard thing, and and it happens a lot. Like, it's not like people will say. Like, this is, like, people will say all the time to me, they'll be like, Emily, like, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like, that is so brave of you. And, like, it is very brave. But it's, like, it's brave because you know that these people are going to come and, like, honestly talk in a way that's not helpful. Yeah. And Or, or do it behind your back. Yeah. Like, you know that that's coming. And it shouldn't, it just shouldn't take this much bravery. Yeah. It's brave, but shouldn't have to be considered brave. It's, like. It's the same thing as people being like talking about like racial justice or being right. egalitarian. It's like we're just pushing the ball back to where things should be. It's not like this shouldn't be brave or outspoken right. or ra- radical, right? It should like this is the starting line. But it's just like so wild to me. Like if so, like if we were talking about a book in my in my classroom and someone said like Miss L, honestly, I'm not sure if I like agree with your interpretation. I'm confident that no one would go, wow, that was really brave mm-hmm. because I would never like demean that. Like I would yeah. just be like, I love the different perspective. That's my favorite part of English class. We engage the conversation and I'm, I never feel threatened. Yeah. And, and I they feel never like, feel threatened. Right. Exactly. But yeah. I feel like there's so much urgency and intensity and anxiety in this. Like I feel threatened and like, cause I know that part of what's in the back of his mind is like, I failed her. 
Yeah. And I got to, I got to like bring her back. Yeah. Well, that's what I said to the person that from this other pastor's community that DM'd me. I was like, as misguided as it is, he's Mm -hmm. trying to be caring. And I think he missed the mark by about 50 states. Uh, But Uh he does think he's being caring. And like, that's the thing. It's like, it's misguided. But like, just because something's misguided doesn't mean it's appropriate to dismiss. Like, it has to be. Yes. Undone. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It was an interesting week. I felt like yeah. by the end of it, like, that's why I texted you. I was like, hey, I'm like, I think I know better what it's like to be in your shoes. And I was a part of the first time, mm. but this was a different experience. And, I, and like I said at the beginning, I think my suspicion is a lot of our audience yeah. maybe has a similar story. And it's hard. Feel Like, it just makes you feel so small. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like I mean, I'm an eight on the Enneagram and feeling small and unimportant is probably the thing I hate. Biggest like, fear. Yeah, big fear for me. And mm. so that's probably what triggers me in that. But I think as an eight, also being like, but I also know in Christ I'm not that. And so it's like mm. I like I've lost the fear of that. I'm having like a deep thought about Enneagram and Yeah, Enneagram's great. Yeah, maybe that could be an episode. I think we should do an Instagram episode. Honestly, some, I'm about it. I have some friends that would be cool guests on that too. So, well, I don't want to, to lead us too long on this. So, right. if you wanted to leave our people with, we did this a lot early on and we do it still a little bit, but yeah. like, we're going to leave our people with a word of encouragement. Like they're wrestling with hard conversations from uh-huh. moms, dads, pastors, siblings, friends. Yeah. Like, how would you encourage them as someone that's received a lot of those? I mean, one, like, I would just say, like, it is really hard. And, like, it's okay to be be honest about that. I think there were times, probably even when we were talking, I'm sure that at some points I was like, this is so stupid that I'm so sad. Like, I probably said that. But, like, it just, like, it is sad and it's very hard and it's very painful and it feels very personal. And just, like, own it. Like, I don't know. I'm a big believer in just, like, be with the feelings but i would also just say like continue to trust yourself like the trust that you're wanting them to give you make sure you're giving to yourself Mm. oh that was pretty good but it's like because it's like i just wanted this pastor to be like emily i trust the choices you're making but it's like i have to give that to myself in order to come in with confidence Mm. i'm like what you were saying yeah and also just like we've talked about boundaries and deconstruction before but like Set those boundaries and I really struggle with setting boundaries because then I feel like I'm losing everybody. Mm. But it's also like if that boundary causes me to lose you, like how close are we really? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Well, my final thought would just be that if Pastor D, if you're watching, unblock me. Let's start DMing again. (laughs) I think we should hop back into this. So uh, seriously, though, like I'm with you. I think boundaries are the biggest key. Um, I think there's a, there's a borderline between self-confidence and pride. So like be confident in, in who you are, be confident in the fact that you are loved by God Uh and the confidence that is woven between those two. Uh, because I think I, my always fear is that I'll swing to the other side of the pendulum and I'll become the progressive version of the guy that messaged me and I would never want to be that. So find confidence, but also humility never surrender curiosity and just really like mm. cling to the the only commandment i think that jesus makes with the with real fervor i mean he makes them all with fervor right. but like <laughs> love god and love neighbor 
Like, Absolutely. And if you're not doing that, it's like you've missed the mark. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think it's this is part of the journey, and it's a really hard part of the journey. But like for all of it, thanks for listening and embrace the journey. Bye.